You're now listening to the Roadmap to Freedom podcast with your host, Kyle Jones. Listen to interviews with high-performing young entrepreneurs and business professionals alike, where we discuss the mind, life, and business to break away from the norm in order to unlock true freedom. Yo, guys, welcome back to the Roadmap to Freedom podcast. I got my good buddy, Luke, here. Luke, what's going on, man? What's going on, man? I'm, uh, I'm doing great. How are you? Good, man. How about you just tell people a little bit about yourself, Vitalis Media, what you got going on? For sure, for sure. So my name is Luke Alexander. Uh, I dropped out of college when I was 19 years old and started a marketing agency like a lot of people have. And since then, we've done close to $100,000 in profit. Um, and I'll end my first year, I'm on pace to do hundred K. So things are moving really fast, bro. I think you're me on pace to do way more than hundred K. <laughs> Let, <laughs> in, let's in, be real. In 2020, in 2020, we'll do way more than hundred K, but I mean, <laughs> it's like my first year in business. Right. Cool. So growing up, you, you weren't always like, you didn't always think you were going to end up being in this position that you're in. Right. Well, I mean, so, so as far as business, um, where I'm from, like I had no idea until I was 18. I really had no right. idea like how money worked or, or anything, but as far as like what I thought I would be, I, and, and this is just like a thing you're born with. I think, um, I literally always thought I would be like <laughs> as cocky as it sounds like the absolute best, you know what I mean? And I just carried that with me, like even as a little kid. So, and then, and that probably showed up in like sports and mm-hmm. like literally everything else that you did growing up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I had like a, even though I hated school, um, I had like a 4.0. Same. Uh, in the gifted <laughs> classes. And then as far as sports, um, was good at football, had college offers, and then actually won regionals in track uh, pole vaulting at my oh, age. Oh, sweet. Year. Yeah. Huh. So d- did you go, so for college, were you going to go play sports? Yeah, I was. So up until like this life changing moment that I mean, there's no other way. Um, the plan was to go to like Otterbein or Capital, Ohio Northern, um, some D2 schools like in other states to play sports, football and track or, or just one. Um, and then I was going to become like an athletic trainer. <laughs> well, like, I, I was going to ask you, I, I was going to say, what was your, so like college, what was your goal before business? So it was athletic trainer. Yeah. Because I'm not, not like a trainer, like wraps your ankles and shit. Sure. Um, but I, I really liked fitness and I liked sports and I wanted to tie that in somehow. And in my head, I thought that was a lot of money. You know what I mean? Like a hundred K. Yeah. Dude, I mean, not cut, you know, coming like from, like when, when you're growing up and like your circumstances there, you know, 40 K can be a lot for people to know what you piked in, right? Ohio. Yeah, bro. It is the which is, worst County Pike, Pike County It's Piketon is the town, but Pike County where I'm from is the poorest County in Ohio. And that, that's where Joe Burrow is from, right? Uh, no, Joe Burrow's from Athens, but we're from the same area. Code. Same area. Oh, I gotcha. Okay, cool. Yeah, man. That's, that's crazy. So what was like, the the turning point for you like your aha moment where it was like you know 40k is nothing you know yeah I, i'm gonna be in business i'm gonna do this and no one's gonna stop me 
Yeah. So that turning point, literally, like if I write a book one day, like this is what I'll talk about. Um, childhood was like super tough, like for anybody that's like follows my Twitter or knows my story, whatever. Um, so I think that built a lot of like the resilience and stuff, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But the actual turning point, I had bought a car in high school, my class to buy a car. Cause I had to like buy it myself. Like I had no money. Um, so I bought a $500 Chevy Cavalier, right? Like 70,000 miles or something like old, three different colors, different color bumper. It was silver and an <laughs> orange, orange, uh, hood. Like, it was terrible, bro. So I'm actually on the way home from a new year's eve party um from Chilla coffee which is like 45 minutes from piketon and this, this would have been 2018 the first day of 2018 because new year's right i had just found out that my girlfriend at the time had cheated on me oh, so geez. i was pissed bro like like i'm i'm pissed off um thinking about going to like kill this guy like bad you know you know how it is like bad yeah, place. Yeah. yeah yeah so i'm literally driving home it's and i remember this like specifically it was like two degrees outside like it was freezing, right? 40 minutes away from home, I came right out of the exit from Chillicothe. So it's like two in the morning. Um, my mom like knew I was up there, but you know how it is when you're in high school, like you gotta sneak around, like <laughs> keep a low profile. So nobody knew where I was or what I was doing really. Um, and so I'm coming home and I come off the exit ramp and I hit a deer, bro. This, or the deer hit me, more, huh. more, to, more to explain. It literally came right in, into my car like into the where the license plate is went through my engine block uh or not the block but like through the front part of my car uh ripped off my bumper ripped my (laughs) radiator off like fucked my car up bro so i'm i'm pissed off already that happens i'm in an even worse place and then my radiator if you know anything about cars which i'm sure you do yeah yeah radiator is what lets your car produce heat when you're driving right because if you don't have the radiator, your engine will overheat and the car won't like push heat out of the vents, especially I, in the winter. I can see where this is going. Yeah, bro. <laughs> so my ass drove home. The car wouldn't go above 15 miles an hour for whatever reason, just because it was so fucked. Um, I drove home two degrees with no heat and cold air just blowing through the front of the car because all the like padding had been removed. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. I literally thought I was going to freeze to death. I called everybody. Nobody would pick up. And I don't really have anybody anyway. So I was like, well, fuck. I was like crying. I was like, like what the fuck is going on? Uh, so I make it home. It's like four in the morning at that point. Like, it was terrible. Couldn't feel my hands, whatever. So next day, um, car is fucked, bro. Like this car that I worked all summer construction for is completely trashed. And, and I'm like, okay, I have no money i have no car this would have been uh four it's about four months from graduation right you graduate in like may or whatever yeah, yeah. or five yeah, months in yeah. may. so i'm like didn't know about business at this point so the time goes by uh and my, i had to ride with my mom again which fucking was terrible senior um, high school yeah yeah so i was in <laughs> high school um and i i used to drive or not drive but i used to work at the ymca in waverly which is like a town right beside piketon it's a little bit bigger um so working there i you guys we're back yeah sorry sorry about the interruption guys uh so i'm working at the ymca and i'm trying to make like money to buy a car get ready for college that sort of thing um, I'm, I used to work in the gym cause I lifted all the time and basically did, like I just sat on my phone, uh, and lifted and got paid. <laughs> so this guy and, and shout out to him, if he's listening, this guy changed my life. Um, his name's John Paul. 
Um, he, he was like at a management position at the YMCA or something like that. Um, awesome dude. Taught me how to trade stocks. Got me into like learning about money, how things work. He gave me his book one, like randomly walks up to me. Didn't even know me that well. Um, cause I think he knew a bit about me and my brother's story cause my mom worked at the YMCA as well. So he knew like what was going on, whatever. And he, and he's like, he walks up to me one day and he's like, uh, Hey, uh, I heard like you're, you're going through a rough time. I think this book will really help you. So he hands me his book called rich dad, poor dad. And okay. have yeah, you ever yeah. Read it? yeah. I know what book that is. Yeah. So he gave me his book and he's like, take us home, read it. Um, I think he'll help you. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I love books. Like I'm, I've always been a really good reader. So I was like, okay, this is, this is cool. So I take it home. I read the whole book in like one setting because I just got so absorbed into it. Almost like bawled my eyes out after I read it. And, and I'm not like the kind of kid that just cries, whatever. So I read this book. It really, really opened my eyes too. And if anybody's read it um, or if you haven't read it, I suggest you buy it like immediately and read it. Oh, it's a really good book. I mean, it, yeah. especially if you don't know anything about money, it's especially, a fantastic book. Yeah. So like, like my whole family, man, and, and where I'm from, just the people in Piketon, it, it's such a poverty filled area. Nobody understands how money works, uh, like how to leverage money, how to leverage your time, like any, any of the stuff that we know in our little circle of people on Twitter or whatever. Um, nobody knows that. So I was never taught that either. Like you're taught money's bad or like stock market is like terrible or wall street is evil. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I read the book and it really opened my eyes and I was like, man. And I remember my mom was in the kitchen and I looked at my mom and I was like, mom, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. And she was like, what is that? And I, and I, I didn't even know what that was. You know what I mean? Yeah. So after reading that, the book, that, I mean that, that just like explains it though, right there about like growing up and that kind of the area you're in too, mm -hmm. you know, like that alone saying, what's that? <laughs> That's crazy, Dude, man. Yeah. Like it, it was terrible. Like, uh, I, I mean, I could go on and on about, about it, like how, how rough it was or how bad the place is. Um, but that just gives you a little bit of an idea. You know what I mean? Of, of where I get the whatever from. Oh yeah. Um, so, so after reading the book, the next three or four months, whatever that would have been leading up to graduation, I quit doing schoolwork. I quit trying in sports. So I had gone from like the regional champion, had a really good shot at placing on podium at state and track to literally like, I was like, I don't care about this anymore. And I'm not, I don't quit things, but I was just so consumed with learning about business, learning about finance, learning about money, marketing, like school, watching because we had these uh, Chromebooks, like the little laptops. Oh, I yeah, laptop. yeah. I, I know. <laughs> bro, I was on like welfare. I had no laptop or anything. So. Like the 11-inch Chromebooks or whatever that, yeah, that, that bro, they, they gave out to all the little, students? Yeah, they came in a little <laughs> case, whatever. So uh, literally all day at school from like 7 to 2 until you get out and then go to uh, practice or whatever. I was watching YouTube videos all day. I'm talking drop shipping, marketing, Gary V motivational videos like the typical like when you first learn about business and you're like oh this is what i need to watch so what just kept kept watching stuff man and, and i didn't know like anything you know what i mean um started ordering a bunch of books read a bunch of grant cardone who i now know is sort of a scammer <laughs> uh, but at the time I, I read a bunch of his books read a bunch of uh copywriting advertising marketing just just those sort of books you know what i mean have you read cash advertising uh, I actually have it right now. I read like every other one that's similar to that, but I haven't read it for some reason. <laughs> dude, well, dude, me either. Up until this week, I actually been listening to the Audible book of it. 
So yeah. I, I got Audible. They give you a free book, and I was like, I'm getting cash advertising. Good? Everyone keeps talking about it. Yeah, it's, it's really, really good. Uh, a lot of good ideas. But, I mean, there's so many books that are kind of say the same thing, but I really think this one is kind of like, – like you could read this one and probably not really have to read too many other advertising books. Yeah, that's solid. But, yeah, man, I mean, literally just consume myself with knowledge all day, every day. It's all I did. Uh, cut off everybody. Didn't really – in high school, I didn't have a ton of friends anyway just because I was always so like like I didn't put up a bullshit with anything and I wasn't that myself so like if you know how people in high school are like they're fake they just say stupid things whatever I knew what I wanted and I was like none of you people are going in the same direction <laughs> so like I might as well not even talk to you yeah as bad as this I mean um, cut it, myself it's off. a good thing though <laughs> yeah for sure I, I cut myself off man uh dive into learning everything I could ordered as many books as I could with what money I had, whatever. Um, and then, I mean, leading into then I graduated and then I decided to come to Wright State, as you know, obviously, because we're up here around Dayton. Um, don't know why I came to Wright State, aside from just like a gut feeling, as odd as that sounds. Like, I could have gone anywhere for sports, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I came up here to <laughs> little tiny Wright State. And then... Once I came up here, I actually had internet for, so this is a big key. I didn't have internet at home until I came to Wright State my freshman year of college. That's the first time in my life I had ever have had internet. And wow. I, I bought a laptop with money from working that like from May until like August when you move in. Um, so I had internet for the first time. It was like, holy shit, like I've got to take advantage of this. You know what I mean? Um, so I started drop shipping stores, started <laughs> flipping stuff on eBay. That's Sorry, when the takeover cars. happened. And Dude, what? That's when the takeover happened. Dude, as, literally as soon as I got internet and a, and a laptop, I was like, this is it. Like, I am going all in. And I was kind of playing the system of college because I knew I didn't want to go through college. Um, my whole plan was to come up, get free food, because basically your student loans are free for a year. You don't have to repay them until six months after you drop out, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, I have a year and six months of free food free gym free internet and a bunch of girls obviously <laughs> so <laughs> literally spent all my time i would literally sleep through 8 a.m class wouldn't go to it would wake up at like 10 something like that trade stocks um got really good like i, I bought a camera I, I think i probably made about three grand trading stocks from starting with like a couple hundred dollars um <laughs> So, so as that progressed and, and just through, like, I'll speed up talking about that, but progressing through college that freshman year, which was the only year I was there, just spent all my time learning. You know what I mean? Like literally every single second of every day learning. I would wake up, get on my laptop until like three because my sleep schedule was fucked and just learn, like watch videos, talk to people, network, um, until finally I got to where it was the end of my freshman year. And I was like, okay, I've got to make a decision. Like, am I going to stay in school or am I going to leave? Right. Um, and, and I mean, at that point I knew what I wanted to do, but I didn't have a vehicle to get me there. I did wanted you, to be did rich. you have a client yet or were you no, doing marketing no, so stuff at, big, at that point? No, this is a big thing about like what happened. Dude, I had no money. Like I had um, $500 because I had a like half of a client in a way. It wasn't, I wouldn't call it a client because I didn't even know what service I was doing but i basically talked to this guy from oregon into giving me 500 bucks to like set up ads but i didn't even run the ads like it was it was weird you know what i mean yeah yeah. so 
it's May 1st and I'm like, okay, I'm done. Um, and, and by the way, Piketon is like two hours from Wright State. So I'm pretty far from home as far as I could drive. Had no car, um, had $500 to my name. And my, that's about, that's the only thing I had. So May 1st, I move into the apartment I'm in right now, actually. I'm about to leave and go to the new place. Uh, but I moved in here on my last dollar. And so, so when you move into this place, uh, they said my rent was 500 bucks or whatever, right? Yeah, I didn't even know right. what, Yeah. So I never even went home, dude. I literally came straight from my dorm, straight into this apartment with all my stuff. Didn't even go home. Had no like family helping me. Like it was literally like myself. So I move in and, and they're like, your apartment's not ready. And, and, and I was supposed to have this thing ready. You know what I mean? And I'm like, listen, I had, I had some guy help me bring my stuff over with his car. So I dropped all my stuff off and I'm sitting here by myself, no car, whatever. And I'm like, I have to have somewhere to move in. Like, like I can't, I can't go home. You know what I mean? <laughs> so they show me this apartment and it had someone above us had, and this was before I moved in, the unit above me had flooded like two weeks prior. Mm. So it had made the ceiling cave in here. And so there was drywall everywhere, tools everywhere. It was not a place that you would sell. Dude, the, the province in Louisville, cause I know you get the pro right up there. Yeah. Dude, the province at university of Louisville too. Cause I, I lived there for a year when I was in college yeah, they had so many like the same problems. People had so many problems living there, and then they they never fix it. Dude, it, it's it's so fucked. But um, it was bad. So I had no money for the move-in fees. I literally had like down to five dollar margin enough for the first month of rent, May's rent, right? So and I didn't tell them that for some reason they never background checked me or income. That's weird. Me. Yeah, that's, that's dude, interesting. I got lucky. Like like it was literally pure luck. So. I knew I had not enough money for moving fees. And if, if, if I would have told them like, Hey, I don't have enough. There's no freaking way they're letting me move in. Right. <laughs> so they show me this apartment and they're like, Hey, we've got this one. It's not move in ready. It's filthy. It's full of drywall and paint on the walls and it's terrible. And I'm like, okay, well, let me look at it at least. Cause I can't go home. Like I have to move in today. So they show me this place torn up, bro. Uh, and, and in high school I was a contractor. Like I did drywall roofing, built houses, so I know how to do all this. I made a deal with them that if I cleaned up this place and, and fixed a couple of things, whatever, they would waive all my moving fees and my other fees and let me pay just rent. Dude, that's awesome. So, <laughs> yeah, if, dude, that's, that's God, like 100%. If that hadn't have happened, I don't think I would be talking to you right now because things were getting like so difficult. I was getting pretty depressed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I moved in here on well, my last dollar all and so no clients at this point like at all no clients no money to my name so i had 30 days until i had to pay rent again of trying to find a client and make enough money for rent and this was the part where i i literally told myself it's either you make it and do what you want to do or like die like like in my head it was die or make it like as dramatic as that and i know how dramatic that sounds well, yeah, it means it's, it is kind of do or die at that moment. It's like you're either going to do what you want to do or you're going to be stuck for a while going back to the same old stuff that you didn't want to do before. Exactly. Like, dude, if I would have gone back to Piketon, I would probably like have like shot myself or something, like realistically, because it would be that bad. So I was like, okay, 30 days, you've got to make this happen. You've got to pay rent or you're fucked. So literally would wake up at six, work until like, Oh my God. I didn't even sleep for 30 days. Like it was so bad. 
while. Um, so no progress, bro. Like I'm trying to hit up different niches. Like I didn't know at this point what I know now. Were you cold calling? Like, like, like what were you doing? Yeah, bro. I was, I was cold calling dentists offices. I was cold calling realtors. I was sending cold emails, but didn't even know about warming up an email. So they're all going to spam. <laughs> <They're all> going <laughs> to spam. <laughs> Dude, I'm going ham on outreach, sending thousands of emails, calling everybody. No progress at all. So on May 25th, and I have this written down in my journal from that time. It's, this was like my big transformational moment. May 25th, I, and Scott will probably hear this. I, uh, I, saw, I was on Instagram scrolling because I would look for ads that were bad and then try to contact them. Be like, hey, I can run your yeah, ads. I used to do that all the time too. Yeah. So are you familiar <laughs> with Spool Speed? Yeah. 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 I mean, I've, I've seen the new website. I've seen the before website and the after website yeah. too. That was my first client. So I saw his website. I found his Instagram. I'm like 50K, like fishing, fishing product. I grew up fishing tournaments, like know a lot about the niche. I'm like, damn, this website sucks. Like, this is so bad. My drop shipping store was better than this. So I call him, no response. I email him, no response. So I call him again and I'm, and keep in mind, it's five days until theoretically, like- You got to pay rent. Yeah. Like, like, so I'm stressing, bro. So I call him and leave him a voicemail. And I sent him a cold loom audit, if you know what that is. Yeah, yeah. Um, Record your screen, give him some advice. Exactly. So I sent him this audit, and I was literally as, like, not professional as possible. I was, like, Oh, I mean, you're stressed to the max. Like, oh, yeah, I understand. It was pure emotion. I would, would, like, slap myself now if I ever did that (laughs) with a client. But I was literally like, Scott, uh, I looked at your website. I love your product. I love your brand, but I think your website is absolutely terrible. And I literally told him. I think that. I remember watching that YouTube video. I think yeah, I watched probably, that on your, on yeah, your you channel. Yeah, probably did. I put it. <laughs> I saved it. So he called. I'm. I'm like chilling, and it's May 25th, and I'm no response. I'm like, I'm fucked, bro. Like I'm getting depressed at this point. I'm like, there's no way I can pay my rent now. I have zero dollars. So I get a call like at like eight o'clock here one night. And this, it's this guy and I don't know who it is. And he's like, you think my website sucks? <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. I was like, oh man, I done pissed this guy off. He's not gonna give me his money. And I'm like, I'm like, honestly, like, yes, I think it could be a lot better. Like I, genuinely, I think you're leaving a lot of money on the table. Um, I'm a fisherman. I know your niche. I think you're leaving literally thousands of dollars on the table. And he's like, okay, how much do you want to fix it? And I was like, listen, man, I just need to pay my rent. I will fix your website for free, build you the best Shopify store ever if you literally just pay my rent. And he asked me how much it was, whatever, of course. So the next like, dude, I built it in a day, the next day, because I was like, okay, get this done, pay rent, I've made it. So the next day I went ham, bro, working on this website. Um, It it was actually okay for for one of my first Shopify stores ever. Um, the, The new one is a lot better, of course. Oh, uh, dude, I was going to say, I've seen the new one. I, and I was like, oh, damn, you made that new one in a day? <laughs> nah, I, I did do the new one in a day, but the, the first version was not close to as good at all. Um, so I get it done and, and I give it to him for like approval, whatever. And, and, and in between, he's been like FaceTiming me and just like building a relationship with me, honestly. Mm-hmm. He's an amazing guy. Like Scott is literally like changed my life. That first client like saved my life literally i think um so have you told he, him that like have, oh, has yeah. he, like know your story and everything oh yeah he he knows a bit he's brought me since then like we we have an he's literally like uh i wouldn't call him a father figure because like it's just like not that kind of relationship but he is kind of like a father if that makes sense yeah just like like that guy like his country guy like you know how i mean um mm-hmm. so 
he loves the site. He's blown away. He's like, damn, that is like the fastest I've ever seen anybody work. He sends me $600. I pay my rent. I'm like, okay, like we're in the money. And then in the next couple months, he brought me probably three or four grand in referrals, just other fishing companies, other uh, people in South Carolina or North South Carolina. I think it's South, uh, wherever Lake Murray is. That's where he lives. The dude literally. That's how I got started. <laughs> yeah. Dude, literally, and he won't let me run his ads because he hates Mark Zuckerberg. Like, as stupid as it sounds, <laughs> I could make this. He does seven figures a year selling fishing uh, real bearings. I could literally make the dude, like, another million dollars easy. Like, I know for a fact now, but he won't let me because he hates Mark. Like, that's his only reason. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome, and, bro. <laughs> yeah, it, it was crazy, bro. Huh. Gee, so from that first client – when, how long until you got your second, well, how long until you got your second client that wasn't a referral from him? Um, I would say three weeks. And I remember who that was. That was a brand called Treyway Outdoors. Literally. Um, so I built Scott's. He's a like Titan in the fishing industry. Like mm-hmm. he's huge. Um, for me to land that as a first client was just pure luck to be honest. Uh, cause I had no skill at that point. <laughs> um, so I would, my method of getting people was like, I would say I would DM them like brands that had bad Shopify stores or no Shopify. Cause a lot of people were on Wix or whatever. Oh yeah. Um, and I would oh, be like, Wix hey, are horrible. I fixed so many Wix websites. It drives oh, yeah. me nuts to see a Wix website. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's aggravating. So I would be like, Hey, uh, I DM them and say, Hey, I built spoolspeed.com. Uh, love your guys' brand, love your products, but I think your website could be a little bit better. I'd love to speak with you about building it for you or redesigning it for you. Um, just from that, I probably made another five grand and within the next couple months. So I'm starting to make money at this point. You know what I mean? Um, and, the, and the clients are stacking, but I had no reoccurring revenue at that point. And, and it was just like little website jobs. Yeah, and so I didn't every know, single month, you're trying to get new clients again. You're like, oh, okay, I did the work. Now I got to get a new client. Literally, that's exactly how it was and still didn't have a car. So I'm like trapped in his apartment. Like all I do is work all day. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, I don't even know. That was about until August, to be honest. So May to August was just the same thing every day. Just get new clients, fulfill the work by myself. Didn't have a team, didn't understand systems yet and, and get new clients, repeat, like rinse and repeat. So that was the cycle until about August. And this was last summer, right? Yeah, bro. Dang, it's insane so, to think about like in the last however long what's happened. So think about it, man. Literally one year ago, you were stressing out. You just moved in to the apartment there and you're yeah. like, what's going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> now, look at you now. Dude, Closing it hasn't $10, even. $10,000 deals. Like, yeah. you know, like it's nothing every single week. Um, so kind of talk about that. Like, where are you at now? Oh, my God. Um, I'm about to have my first $50,000 month profit. Um, I don't, I don't know if it'll come this month cause I'm in a new program now and I'm learning a lot. So I'm not doing as much outreach. Um, but now we work strictly with e-commerce and info product clients, like, like, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't work with anybody else. So I, and that's a big tip to any like young agency owner or service provider listening to this thing. Um, niche down if, and, and people will tell you this, like if you get a course, they'll be like, pick a niche, go all in. You can't do that as a beginner. Nobody tells you that because you have no credibility at all. Like you need to take what you can get and then use that to get a little bit more until yes. you're in a place where you can leverage it, right? It, some, some people don't even know like where they want to, who they want to help in the beginning. Yeah. And, and that exactly. is good. You know, at the beginning you do kind of got to take on a few things, do some different work, learn some different areas, 
you know, for me, I, I was lucky enough to start in the fitness, you know, industry. Mm-hmm. In the last couple of years, I, I branched off into some other things, but I've always brought myself right back to the fitness industry, trainers, gyms, because that, that's what I'm good at. And that's what you have to do. You have to come back. You have to find what you're good at and help those people because you're going to understand that area way more than you're going to understand, like, you know, let's say like a plumbing industry mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, so. 100%, man. And I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of misinformation out there, and I kind of fell into that trap and got stuck in a lot. That's why my progress was so slow um, from literally, and this is a little bit embarrassing to talk about now, <laughs> but 2019, which I only started in like May, June, right? That was the first mm-hmm. like time I actually started trying. So basically half of 2019, I made 20 grand. That was my, that's what I put on my tax return last year. I've already done to date this year. Um, if we include what will happen in May, mm-hmm. I think I'm at like 80, well, well, I mean, if it's just this year, not 80, that's adding last year. This year would be 60. So including May, um, what will happen? I'll be at 60 or 70,000 profit already, yeah, which is just awesome. like, to, to in my head, that's insane. <laughs> <laughs> you probably don't like really process that much. I mean, you, you have a car now, you know, oh, you, yeah, you have a BMW. successful business yeah. and a growing business. Yeah. Uh, not, not one that you're going to get stuck in spending so much time trying to do all this client work. Oh, it's, it's amazing the way, as far as like you get into that, like you get into systems and and what you need to do. I have systemized the heck out of my agency to the point where, uh, and and the new, the new offer we have, I kind of did myself. Like we spoke about before the, the, uh, this podcast, Sure, I could get in the trenches and learn how to replicate it and build a system around it. But I have a amazing media buyer. His name Zoran lives in Serbia. Uh, he found me from my YouTube, which was just pure chance. Dude's a killer. Like, um, I mean, I won't even get into his results. He's, he's amazing. <laughs> and then I have a great Shopify developer, which we don't do that, but it's just nice to have in the back of your pocket if you need a little bit of help. Um, I have an amazing funnel, like graphic designer. He knows how to code HTML for click funnels. He's, he's a killer. And then lately, and this kid's on Twitter, shout out to Alex. Uh, Alex has been absolutely killing it, getting me leads. Like he, he is literally in, and I'm not going to tell you guys my secret, but he is going crazy on this source of business that we found. Um, and in the last three weeks, I've closed $30,000 of this new offer from three people. So you want to talk about high ticket, it's $10,000 a person. Yeah. Um, hey, dude, in three I, weeks. I, I was going to ask you, it, what are some outreach methods you recommend for some people but yeah I won't no i'll, give, I'll give them i'll give them bro i don't i don't think there's such thing as competition uh like honestly because it, it's me versus whoever i tell how to do what i'm doing you know what i mean yeah hey, two things or, i've been doing recently i guess we'll start with me and then we'll see we'll see yeah, how like, close we are so i i hired a cold email guy who is just awesome at what he does mm-hmm. that's been huge he literally books like my meetings for me Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I'll open up, up my email and I'll have a, a new meeting book for tomorrow. And I'm like, Oh sweet. You know, I didn't have oh, to that. He closes it. I pay him commission. Um, everybody's happy. And then the other thing that kind of been doing, um, and I did this probably like a year or so ago, um, along with some Instagram outreach, but a lot of people do Instagram outreach and I stopped doing this strategy and I just kind of started up a little bit more, but, uh, it's kind of like, like going into Facebook, certain Facebook groups in different areas, like you want to help, so like getting into like the fitness coaching Facebook groups, all these people, because yeah. dude, you have a flood of leads in there. 
that you can, you know, kind of work and message and develop relationships with. Um, mm. That's kind of what I'm doing, like just sending messages. So like one guy, you know, I had a call with, I literally just had a call to just provide value to his business because mm. it was a new one and they got a super cool product. Um, he thought that was awesome. And then at, literally at the end of the call, he said, okay, well, if I want to hire you to do all this, what, what does it look like? And then Bro, that's how you do it. That is, that is the big secret. Like, like 100% give extreme value to somebody at, to the point where people don't like to do things themselves. Like, like people are inherently lazy. It's just a, a thing with humans. So if you show someone the process that your knowledge can take them through, right? Like you're here, I can take you to here where you want to be. This is how you do it. Um, they will literally pay you to do it rather yeah. than do it themselves. And people hate being sold to right away, like on outreach. Like some of these messages that I get from people are just, they're just, you know, they're so bad. And I, I kind of wonder if they even do any kind of research because our, our cold emails, you know, we're doing research on every single person that we're sending a message to mm. take a little bit extra time up front, but like our response rates, our open rates are through the roof. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, that's another thing. I have landed probably one client with cold email ever. Like I, I really? was not good at cold email. And a lot of it was because I didn't understand when you get into these courses and like how to start an SMA, whatever, they don't tell you about having to warm up your email or your domain or the certification or any of that. <laughs> so I literally sent 6,000 emails on my old domain. Oh my God. I blacklisted it. So I had to get a new domain. I sent like 6,000 and probably none of them hit the inbox. I wasted all that time because I didn't know, bro. Like I learned the hard way. So nowadays to get clients, like, like you asked, you're asking what we're doing. I don't, and this is something I'm going to start teaching people as well, because a lot of people I think only teach cold calling and cold emailing because it's something that yes, it will work and it's easy to tell people to do, but it's, it's not the best way. That's like, if I asked you, how do I get, to this place is 30 miles away. And you're like, oh yeah, here's a horse, hop on the horse and ride, ride there. But I, I, like I'm telling you to ride the horse, but I'm driving a car there. Like that's what most of these people that are teaching things are doing, right? So now I don't really go any cold at all. Like I don't like cold. When someone comes to me cold, whether email, whatever, or they don't build rapport with me, I am immediately like taken off by that. Like I don't like it. And yeah. even though I'm a business guy and I understand it, it's psychology. Like immediately if they ask me for something, I don't want to give them what they want. You know what I mean? Like it's not what I want. So now we're going after warm leads that are already warm before they even come to us. Mm -hmm. And I'm with you there on Facebook groups. I've done $30,000 in the last three weeks from just Facebook groups. Oh really? So you just Facebook one, groups too? Yeah, literally okay. Facebook group, build a little bit of rapport and messenger, one call close $10,000 up front. And then we're going nice. to run their paid traffic on the back end. So it's, it's more like 15 K. So, so do you do kind of like a setup fee of like, you know, eight, 10 grand to set up, you know, the webinar, the funnel, you know, whatever it is, let's say it's, you're doing leads and you're doing a webinar funnel. Yeah. So you're doing kind of like a, a setup fee, eight to 10 grand, and then you're getting them on retainer for ads. Yeah. So, so that's nice. the magic of it is, and, and the people we're working with, for example, the last three, and I can tell you who the clients are to give the audience an idea. Um, this lady named Karen, she's a, she's retired now, but she's a Microsoft executive. I mean, a executive at Microsoft for 30 years. Mm -hmm. So like at the peak of her career, she was making like a million or a couple million dollars, which was crazy. So she's very knowledgeable about what she does. 
uh, whatever. The second guy is – his name's Alex Elaine. He's from London in the U.K. The guy has sold over eight figures in his sales career, and he's only 26 or 27. Nice. And so, so these people all have, like, crazy knowledge, right? They have a lot of money. They have a lot of knowledge. They have expertise. And they just need somebody to show them how to package it up and how to present it in the right way, which is what we're providing for them. And they can literally build a seven-figure business off of the back of the infrastructure we build. And it, is, it isn't even a stretch. Like Alex will probably make seven figures from this platform that we're building for him uh, in the first year. And then the third guy is a multi-million dollar real estate investor in Columbus who's about to buy a Rolls Royce Wraith. <laughs> so he's a cool guy as well. Let's go. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, I know. Like we're kind of the same thing. We're working with some higher level fitness coaches. Yeah. Um, and you know, some of these are even teaching people kind of what we did, but we're still going in and automating their systems for them and just making their business, like literally making their life. Like, okay, we're running Facebook ads. Cool. Everybody's selling Facebook ads. We're, we're going in now and we're actually selling to people like, Hey, we're going to make you more money. We're going to give you more time and more freedom back in your life. So you can spend less time doing work and you can make more money in the long run. That's, mm -hmm. that's going to sign up a lot more clients and saying, Hey, we'll do your lead gen or Hey, we run Facebook ads. We'll get you more leads. You know, everybody is selling that thing. That's, that's literally spot on. And that's the biggest thing that made the difference. And us, and I'm sure you're the same, us going from 20,000 a year to we're on track right now to do anywhere between 200,000 and 300,000, maybe even more depending on yeah. what, what happens this later into the, um, oh. and the difference well, is you can charge more. Selling, do what you can charge more this way too. Yeah. You're, if you, it's so, this is the simplest. If anyone's listening to this, this is exactly how you make more money. If you can show them how, what you are offering and what they're paying for will pay for itself and then benefit them in the short term and the long term. Meaning if I charge you $5,000 to run your Facebook ads, how quickly are you making that 5,000 back? How much less time are you going to spend on it yourself? And then how much money are you going to make from that investment long-term? If those numbers add up, it's common sense for the prospect. And a lot of people overlook that. They're like, I'm going to run Facebook ads for dentists because their lifetime value is $3,000. <laughs> no, that is not how you do it. Like I tried it. It doesn't work. Find somebody that you can charge a high price for. They value what you're providing. They don't want to do it themselves and they can make their money back like really quickly and they will say yes every time. Right. So let's, let, let's end with this question then. So knowing what you know now, mm -hmm. you know, you've gone through all, all this struggles, me and you both gone through, like tried so many different things in the last yeah. couple of years. Knowing what you know now, if you had to start all over tomorrow, day one, what's the one thing that you're going to do to get that first client? Oh man, to get the first client, I'm literally... There's a couple of ways. Uh, Facebook groups are easy because people are asking publicly, hey, I need help with this. Like, hey, I need a funnel made. I need who runs the best ads for this. Who's the best copywriter for this? So, so, so about that, so about that, you know, on those groups, though, you always end up with people, you know, with like 20 people who comment. Oh, yeah, that yep. you know, I can do this. I can help you. What are you doing to, to stand out? So we have a trick. Uh, oh man. So this is, so this is, oh, I gotcha. No, you don't, you don't have to give it away, but you have a little, little trick that, yeah, that this is our competitive advantage because <laughs> you're right. 
someone will say something and like 30,000 people comment like, Hey, I can do this. Give me your business. Let me do it. Give me money, whatever. <laughs> Just PM'd you. <laughs> yeah, literally. Every dude, single person. It's all you see. So a couple of things from that, and this is how all marketing is. How can you differentiate yourself? How can you look like an expert as quickly as possible? Right. And is there a way to get them to come to you instead of you going to them? Even though that's warm and they're asking, Hey, I need this service. If I DM them, that's still in my head, a cold approach. Mm -hmm. Like I'm for that, That's what I call force versus power. I'm forcing my way into them. However, if I have, let's say somebody who looks like they're not connected to my profile or my business at all. Oh, I, I know comment, where this, I, I know what this is. I know where this is. Yeah. Going. If I have someone who doesn't look like they work for me, comment on that post and sing praises of me and what I do and what our company does, that prospect will come to us like seven out of 10 times. And then it is so much easier just because that simple reframe to close them and close them for a lot more money because they're coming to you as the expert instead of you going to them asking for business. Dude, that's like essentially what we're doing with our cold emails. Cause okay. So our cold email approach is so much different than everybody else out there. Um, yeah, let me hear it because I was not good at cold email. <laughs> Dude. Okay. So cold email, everybody's doing the same thing with that too. They're, they're blasting out the, the same information and they're sending question for, for name. They're sending like 300 emails, getting themselves blacklisted, going to spam. And then in the email, they're not doing like a single bit of personalization, right? Yeah. Like to give you guys an idea of, of what we're doing, we, and we're sending out small campaigns and we're sending out multiple a day. So like 14 people, nine people, 10 people, eight people, 13, 14, to give you an example, like, one right here is 14 recipients. We sent to 14 people, nine out of those 14 people opened and we got four leads from that. Four people re replied. Damn. These are four, like four really, really good leads too. Like people yeah. are wanting to find out more information. And basically in our cold emails, we're being super personal with, like with them where we're finding a bit of information about them. We're going one, we're going a couple of feet farther than most people will dig on these people. Mm -hmm. And we're giving them a compliment, um, connecting with them. And then we're using some social proof as well. So, you know, luckily enough for me, I've been fortunate enough to work with some higher level individuals per se, you know, across the, the fitness industry. Mm -hmm. um, so we're kind of using those names kind of saying like, Hey, you know, we've been able to help so-and-so accomplish this. Uh, and in tight in such a tight knit industry, they know probably for sure. Right. So they'll, so they'll go look them up, you know, we're tagging their Instagram and then yeah. we're, we're giving like three or four people. They're going to go look them up. They're going to see, Oh wow, cool. They've helped this person. And then we're not saying, Hey, we can run your Facebook ads or Hey, we can do SEO like all these other people are. We are basically giving them a little information about what we do. And then we built, so like we built, I wrote some blogs and built out a few different case studies mm -hmm. that, we can say, Hey, you know, if you're interested, we can, we can send you over this case study. Um, or Hey, thought you might be interested in, in this blog, take a look. And then we get them interested they respond back that they want to learn more information. Yeah. And then that goes right into, okay, cool. Yeah. But my strategist would love to talk to you. So like I'm the strategist and my Quanimo guy is giving them my booking link. This is all, all automated on my end. And then they're getting qualified there. I'm assuming. Yeah, dude, they're going right to the, the, the Calendly link. They're picking a time. And so they've already picked their time and now they're going through eight qualifying questions. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, I'm not scared to ask them how much capital are you willing to invest in your business? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not just asking <clears throat> their name, their email and their phone number. Like, I don't want that. I want, I want deep. So 
No, that's awesome. how much they want to invest. Because here's the thing: if they tell me that they're only willing to invest, you know, zero to a thousand dollars, they're a bad lead, anyways. Get, you can get them off my calendar. Like, you know, we, we, I, don't, I don't need to waste my time on sales calls anymore. So, yeah. and this creates leverage. You know, this creates a leverage, just like you in the, in the Facebook thing. This creates leverage for the both of us when people are booking with you rather than you trying to book with them. Dude, that small difference is literally everything. Like you have to so frame great. it like that. If you don't yeah. frame it like that, <clears throat> you're nervous for the sales calls. You're not ahead from the second that they answer the phone on the, Zoom, on the calls. So, you know, our link, they're going through these questions. It's, it's, and then it then it even, so that, that financial question is kind of the beginning. And then even at the end, one of the last questions is a simple yes or no. And it says, are you, are you willing right now to invest into yourself and your business? Yes or no. Yeah. So, and it's just a mental thing of them clicking yes and putting that in their head before they even get on the phone call. Oh, bro, it's subconscious and, and, and it's so powerful. Yeah. We're asking them straight up, like some of the, what's what they've been struggling with the most or pain points, that, that kind of thing. But we're gathering this information up front, creating the leverage, getting on the, cl- the calls, digging up deeper all, all these pain points that they have. And mm-hmm. it basically just leads now straight to, you know, them signing up. It's, it, it, it's, so much easier than what it was before being able to create leverage dude it, leverage that's the one thing in business that kind of took me a while to learn and it was the hard the hard way unfortunately um leverage is everything and that can mean time money systems whatever and, and in like your case you have all the power in that situation like imagine if instead of going to walmart walmart tried to come to us with a bunch of products and was like hey i think you need this would you buy it no <laughs> but yeah. if you you could go to Walmart and be like, Hey, I want this, this, and this, like as stupid as that sounds, that is the smallest difference that literally is the difference between like a couple thousand dollars and a couple million dollars at the end of the year. Awesome. Yeah, dude. So would you think, well, we'll make this last question then, because I know it kind of went farther with that one. Yeah. So for, for an agency marketing agency, the most important thing to do that's going to allow you to actually scale, you know, not, not getting clients, but the one thing that's most important to do, do you think is automating your systems? No, I mean, yes, it is important, but the absolute most important thing that I was terrible at when I started, because nobody told me it was important is sales. That's the only thing that makes you money. It doesn't matter what your website looks like. doesn't matter even what your service is. Um, If you can't sell and you can't communicate and talk with people, you will never make any money. Love it. And the whole point of an agency, the way, at least the way I look at it, is you're creating a sales job for yourself where you dictate the price of what you sell and you also dictate what the service you sell is to give yourself the best chance on that call. Oh, absolutely. Well, Luke, where can everybody find you at and find some more information? Because I know you got some very high quality content out there. Thank you, man. Thank you. Um, so as far as Instagram, my Instagram's pretty big. It's a lot bigger than anything else. Um, at Luke Alex N, like the letter, the letter N. As far as YouTube, you can find me at Luke Alexander. Uh, Twitter, the same Luke Alexander, and then Facebook, Luke Alexander as well. Sweet. Guys, literally, if you watch this YouTube channel and you're just starting out, you want to start a marketing agency, head over to it, watch a few videos. I guarantee you, if you watch three of the first videos, you can go take those ideas and you can implement them, and you're going to sign your first client in, in the first seven to 10 days at minimum. All right. Well, look, dude, this was awesome. I think this had a ton of information. Until next time, peace. Thanks, man. See you.